0: Peace and blessings, salute to everybody tapped in. This is the plug room where you can plug your business, plug your brand. We're all about community development. As I have shared with you, I have been uh, taught from my teacher that community development is building people and linking people with people. Uh, We appreciate everybody for tapping in. Today in the plug room, we will be operating in the community development aspect. There are three categories for the plug room that we delve into. That's community development, as I explained. Uh, we also have audio forensics, where we take different pieces of audio, I analyze it, break it down, and we get it out there. And then the third category is the AU, the Art Unveiled, where we tap in with creators on any type of art creation that they have, and I go from thought all the way to the final product. So we appreciate you for tapping in. Make sure you visit theplugroom.com. Hit that button, plug your business, plug your brand. Make sure you get on the app waiting list. Make sure you tap in with us, comment, share it out to your people. If you want to be on the plug room, uh, text the plug room to five, five, nine, seven, nine, one, eight, four, six, eight. And that's what it is. We have none other than the Mixed Mafia Network Celebrity DJ Cat X. What's good, man?
1: Hey, man, what's good, man? Hey, nice platform you got here, my brother. How long you been to this running?
0: Man, uh, this this platform is new, but you know, we've been in the uh makings or the background of building this platform for 20 years. So uh we've been in the business of community development for 20 plus years, my brother. And so that led up to now to have you in here. So, how you feeling today?
1: Oh man, I'm feeling fantastic. Man, God is
0: good, man. God is real good. Indeed, indeed. So, for those that don't know um or haven't heard of celebrity DJ Cat X. What I want to know is, what was your genesis of your brand, of the Mixed Mafia brand? What was the beginning, and how has it evolved, and what has it evolved to now?
1: Well, uh, Mixed Mafia started off as DJs. You know, started out in North Carolina. Um, I was in a strip club, and I noticed that the uh, strip club DJs, this is before it was like it is now. You know, now the way to break a record is in the strip club. But back then, you know, the, the strip club DJs were taunted and laughed at and talked about. It. So being that we were the outcasts, I was like, yo, we ought to form up, you know what I'm saying, together and, you know, and make something happen. So then it came up on the name. So I just happened to be watching um, the, the Godfather when we was talking about the name. So, you know, the thing came up and I seen those, those hands. So my graphic guy at the time, he was nice. So then, you know, I told him I had the idea, y'all man, and mixed mafia DJs. He said, Name sound hot. And I explained to him the logo and how to do it. Boom. So, you know, he did that. So we started with that. We started, you know, running with that. Once we started running with that, you know, it got to blow up, you know, then you know, things change and then you move on. So then uh the coalition DJs, they picked up on that in the Atlanta market, they got more strip clothes the Carolina. So they basically just took over that market, all right? So then, okay, I threw that in my back burner. The DJs was always still there, but we just threw that in the back burner and went to something else. So then uh, the radio came up. So then, you know, Mixed Mafia Radio came up. So then, you know, I started off with Mixed Mafia Radio, a show. It started out as a show. It wasn't even a station. It was just a show. It actually started on um, Wu-Tang Radio. That's where it started at. Then from there, you know, it blowed up. Then um, stationed here in town, they heard the show. They liked it. So they put me on the show. So I was doing um, Saturdays from, uh, what was that, 8 to 10. Yes, Saturdays, 8 to 10 here live on the radio. We would leave there and go to the club, and the club would sponsor the show. So it was, it was nice. You know, that ran until that ran me back, that ran me down to Atlanta. Then once I uh, went down to Atlanta, I hooked up with a guy down there from miami he was real radio techie. he was the guy that uh was down with um streets uh streets 104 in atlanta he was the guy over that so he helped put that together so he liked how i did shows so he had his own radio station like yo man why don't you come over and start doing mine because you're good at programming and djing and all that you know a lot of djs so i started off with him i worked there for about for about three four years he wound up moving back to Miami. So when he moved back to Miami, he's like, look, man, you did some great stuff for me, man. I owe you. So he basically gave me the whole setup. He gave me the board, the the, the, the whole the whole setup, because I was working it anyway. He said, now nah, you can change it, everything out, and turn it, because when he had it, it was called Music Research Lab. So he said, you could change it, and turn it to Mix Mafia radio. So after we did that, you know, the rest was history. So we had the one station. So the one station started doing good. So then, you know, indie artists started talking about, well, it's not a station for us because I had a show on there called The Indie Show that I did uh, Monday through Friday from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. So indie artists started hitting me up more and more. Yo, we got you know, you got something for just us? So then I came up with um, Artist Network Radio, which is all for indie artists. That's all we play. Twenty four seven. Then from that we just kept growing. Then we went, you know, to E one hundred, and then you know we got other stations. Now we got a, a slew of station that's coming out. We got another six stations that'll be out in two weeks. They'll be hitting the airwaves, and you can go check them out on the Global Media Network app.
0: No doubt, no doubt. So DJing to strip clubs, to radio, to stations—seems like you've been in it all. Why did you choose this as your lane or how did celebrity DJ X choose uh, DJing as your lane and then radio and strip clubs? Why was that your choice and not anything else?
1: Well, when I first came to the game, I came into this whole game off of DJing. Just the love of the music. When I first got into it, it wasn't about money because, you know, I keep telling these artists and, and the DJs, when we were doing it, it wasn't about money at all. It wasn't about money. Cause like it was just trying to, you know, figure it out. You know what I'm saying? So when I was young, my uh my junior high teacher, I used to come like, you know, when you get lunch in junior high school, just come out the cafeteria. I used to play records all the time. I would just play records all the time. So, you know, he liked how the the, the kids were dancing to the records. Now mind you, I wasn't even mixing or nothing. You know you know them old school record player they had with the big speaker and the needle you put on it and it just played through and the record was on there. I just had two of those and I was doing it. And he was like, you know, you're pretty good at that. He said, you ever thought about uh, DJing? And I was like, nah, I don't know what that is. He said, you know, basically you're doing that now. You know what I'm saying? So from that, yeah. Mm-hmm. She got a big crowd. I don't want to hear that. Anyway. So yeah, he said, um, what I need you to you know, do is, you say you think you can do that continuously? I said, I don't know what's the purpose. So he said, look, we're having a school dance. He said, I think you'd be good for the school dance. He said, if you can do that and entertain everybody, I'll basically pay. So, you know, once he said that money factor, because I've been doing stuff all that time and not getting money. So he's talking about a check. So, you know, I went home, talked to my parents, you know, stepdad at the time, you know, he went and rented me all this equipment. I did the party. The party was successful. So after that, I became the school DJ. After I became the school DJ, everybody just started hiring me to do the neighborhood parties. Now, all that was going fine until I did this one party and one set of people, they didn't feel like they had to pay me. So they gave me what they wanted to give me, not what I asked for. So, you know, my mother, she was into uh, banking at the time. She was big at the bank and she know how to do contracts and trusts and stuff. So after I got screwed that one time, she was like, come here, I'm gonna show you how to do a contract, and you're never gonna have those problems again. So she, she, you know, wrote up my first contract, showed me how to do it. And after that, you know, like she said, I never had those those problems again. And I guess by her elevating me to do it on contract, it put me in a different mode. So then I started meeting, you know, different people. So I guess my first encounter with the production of uh, promotions from the DJ Uh Jeff house from capital records. He came down. I was DJing this club called party zone here. The club was off the chain. I mean the club was so off the chain that they did a write-up about the club and the source. So when they did the write-up in the source, for those who don't know the source is the source was a big magazine during our days. If you was in the source, you were big, no matter where you were, if you were in the source magazine, you were a big deal. So the club made it up in the magazine it was a, a write-up on me in the magazine. So he came all the way from Capitol Records out of California to see me. Came in there. club was crazy. It was off the chain. So he came up and he said, do you know what you're doing? I said, yeah, man. I'm DJing, making money. I mean, I'm I'm banging Brad, mad bros, smoking mad weed. I'm living the life. You know what I mean? I'm At that time, you know, I was getting $2,500 a week at that time. And I was, like, unheard of for a DJ. At that time. So he's like, nah, you know, you're doing promotions because you're talking about what's going on and what's happening. You're doing promotion. So he gave me his number and he said, tell you what, when I get some we switch numbers, when I get back to L.A., I'm going to call you. And he started explaining stuff. So then he showed me how to start doing promotions for record labels. He started sending me a whole bunch of stuff. I started giving it out, playing the music. The music started getting girth. So when that happened, he started turning other labels on to me. For I know I'm already doing work for like about six labels. I didn't even know what I was doing. He just said, look, only thing you got to do is go out, pass out all this stuff, and make sure the record plays. He said, being that you a DJ, you got half of that beat. Because you can just play the record where you're at, and you're saying you're breaking it. Now, you're going to get the records first. So he the one turned me on to record breaking. Because when I was DJing, I wasn't breaking records. I was just playing records that was already hitting. He's like, nah. I'm going to get you the records early. You're going to have it for anybody in the Carolinas. So he was giving me records, you know, straight from the record company. They weren't even out yet. So I'm breaking them. I'm ahead of radio and I'm ahead of everybody. So they like put me, you know, ahead of the curve. So then all these record companies, you know, they start sending their records to get broke. So then once they start sending the records to get broke, they start sending the artists down there to do shows. So I wind up doing all the bookings for the whole Carolinas. This. There's not too many artists that you can name out from, I want to say, I would say the 80s up to currently now that they didn't have to touch me in some type of way, you know, because I booked the shows. Um, I set them up for a lot of events, the meet and greets, everything I did. I mean, from your little guys. Now, when I tell you guys about these people, I started with these people before they were what they are now, like T.I. I know T.I. from the first album when it didn't work. A lot of people don't know that. Uh, Little John, he learned how to DJ from me. Little John used to actually DJ with me down here in Charlotte. He actually wrote those two songs, uh, Shake It Like a Salt Shaker and uh, the other one, To the Window, To the Wall. Those are actually my songs, my sayings. That's what I used to say in the club all the time. The shaking and the salt shaker, that was my signature thing in the club. I used to make the girls get crazy. I could DJ at a regular club and make regular girls take their clothes off. This was in the time of the Luke era. Me and Luke, and we hooked up, I wind up being a fill-in DJ for Luke. Whenever uh, Mr. Mix couldn't come or they had other gigs when they were busy, I was the fill-in DJ. So I you know, learned they sense. I out with them for about three, four years. In the three or four years of being with Luke, I learned a lot from Luke. I learned how to control Lex on the more money girls. I took six girls my own records at the time. So what I used to do was take the other records, mimic them, and come off. And it, you know, it gave me a lot of notoriety, you know, far as, you know, in the area. They used to pay me like four grand, you know, to come do a show. I would we would go to different cities and everything. It was it was good times, man. Then, you know, that played out. Then other things came into play. Um, I'm working for Tommy Boy Records. They send me on the road with a lot of artists. I've been on the road with uh, Everlast. If everybody don't know who that is, he changed his name to Whitey Ford. I was with him on the tour. I was the only black guy on an all-white redneck tour. But hey, if they paying, cat playing, I don't care. You know, it's all about, you know, the money, try to get with it. You know, I came uh, Wu-Tang when they started Razor Sharp Records. I was one of the first employees over there on the wu-tang brand um when wu-tang started the wu-tang coalition i was on the original second team of the first team a lot of people don't know the first team was crazy you had tony touch you had ron g every major dj in new york that was the bomb on the streets they were on wu-tang radio when it first started and um the wu-tang dj coalition they were all you know With that. A lot of things sprung from that. Um, I don't know if you guys know about 24K, uh, the 24K um, mixtape thing. That started from Wu Tang. We all worked together in one thing. But people grow. And I guess when people grow, they got their own intentions. Like, uh, I think a lot of people slept on the guy with 24K mixtapes. I think they slept on him because he was the person that was behind live mixtapes. A lot of people don't know that. He was the person behind live mixtapes. So it came to a point. He came to me and he said, "Cat, I think we could do something super. And he said, I think you could put it together. So we did something that nobody thought of. We took the Wu-Tang radio station and we put it on the 24K mixtape thing and we made it a Wu-Tang, Wu-Tang DJ Coalition takeover. So now the... Radio station was playing live during while you go on to look at the mixtape, the radio station playing live and it's got you know the the, the swarm, the bees, cause you know Wu Tang's about to kill a bees, so it was like the killer bee takeover and it was dope like they had the DJ's faces in the bees, like the bees are coming down when each uh DJ get ready to play, his bee would come down and land on the hive and it would be his head on that bee. And that was just like dope and that took over, but you know, people get egos and you know they do it to do, and I, I, just, you know, I just call it. You have to grow. I think one person outgrows the other person, so that person has to go on and keep doing basically what they're doing. So then, when that, you know, it played out, because so I, th- I think everything has a timing, and I think that played out. So after that played out, uh, I met up with Master P in Miami at this convention called uh, How Can I Be Down. He explained to me, look. Man, I'm trying to be the next thing. He said, I heard you was the guy in Carolina. You're already working for all the labels. I guess he already studied me. He told me all the labels I was working for at the time. He told me the results of all my records in the area at the time. And I didn't realize that it was like that. And he was like, you know, you're a big deal. He said, everybody in the industry saying you run the Carolinas. I'm like, well, if they say so, that's what it is. We exchanged information. He said, when I come off this tour, I'm going to call you. He called me like two weeks later. We hooked up. I mean, the rest is history. You know, once um, P told me, because when I first started playing his music, they used to boo me, you know, throw Heineken ballers at me, boo, kill the DJ, you know, all this stuff. They wasn't feeling it. I was, you know, started without about it. They wasn't feeling it at all when I first started playing it. And I tell, you know, a a lot of people don't believe when I tell this, but he plays. So I called P. I'm like, yo, man. Man, I'm about to lose my job. Man, I'm playing the records, and you know these guys—they throwing bottles. And the club owner—they don't want me playing no more. I want to keep it hundred with you, but I got to keep it hundred with this. Is how I'm eating. He was like, "Cap, man, I'm telling you, this thing finna break." He said, "I tell you what, dog. if you stay fast with me, what I'm gonna do?" He said, "Man, I'm gonna make all them kiss your ass when the record break in your area." He's what you mean. He said, "I'm gonna make everybody come to you, man." The one thing. Out of everybody I've worked with, nobody's kept their word like Master P. Everything that he said that he was going to do, he did. When we started working, I didn't have an agreement with him like the other record companies. I had a, a standing firm agreement with them. It's basically, you know, you do this, this is how much you're going to pay. So I was getting paid. So you figure at my highest point doing that, I was working for 12 labels. I was making um, $2,000 a piece a month from each label. So once I told P, you know, what I was already making from what I was doing, he said, what if I could bring you into my fold, make you the main person, and I could top that. So I was like, if you could do that, no problem. So basically what he did, he rounded up what I was already getting. And my first check, I think my first check he sent me with my first plaque was $12,000 if I'm not mistaken. 12 grand. So that was like outstanding outstanding standing conditions without us talking about it. He was so real. We never had to do any paperwork or anything. We never had to do that. I had the access to all the artists. Uh I was in control of all the the, the radio play for the DJ cuz he already knew I was in radio cuz I was getting him on radio. So he put me in control of that. So I did all the no limit radio shows. Like any like we had no limit shows in the radio. I was in control of that. I don't want allocated all that. I changed up the, the game because No Limit had so many records. Instead of having the DJs carry all them albums, I took all the hits and I put it on the six record set and I gave each DJ two sets of that because I liked the mix at that time. And we needed two records. That went off real big. He let me he pressed up hundreds of these, and he basically had me go in each city and state, and I hand-gave these DJs the records. And he said, "His his thing why I'm doing that, Cap. You know, you weigh no-limit stuff. I had the chain like they had all that. I had a, uh, a roly. I had a Rolex, but it had the no-limit tank in it and all that. Nice to wear all the clothes. Nice to wear no-limit clothes seven days a week. That's how many shirts I had of P. And then when P had those clothes and them sneakers and all that, I had everything. That's all I wore. I was a walking No Limit campaign. You know what I'm saying? Those were, you know, the good old days. But like with everything, time marches on and things change. So when that changed, that's when I got into the radio heavy. So now, you know how things are changing and the COVID and everything. So now, from the radio, I hooked up with ACW, and now we got radio and TV. So from there, you know, now we hooked up with Who Mag. So now we got radio, TV, videos, and we got the distribution. So now we are your one-stop shop for any artist, not just indie artists, but indie artists. Because on the whomag side, I not only specialize on indie artists, I also specialize on um veteran artists i don't like to call the artists old i like to call them seasoned you know so now you know we concentrating on that we got uh uh we got um uh what you call them i oh, forgot can't remember the name of the boys um let me love you what's the cat's name it ain't even ringing no bells right now i can't think of, but we got so many artists i got YZ. he's gonna be coming in i'm working out something with brother jay um i'm working out something with um I they got a lot of old scores that we bring in right now we got just ice, uh, we got just ice already signed we got the force some D's. um we got mikey D. Um, We're trying to work out something we can right now so our specialty is going to be getting the seasoned artists and putting them up under the new distribution to make them vibrant again like um who mag the deal that we got with um sony and um the orchard it's a nice deal everybody that me and rob get together and we touch Man, it's amazing. Everybody loving the results. Everybody getting numbers, radio, everything. Everybody is ecstatically happy. So we're just trying to keep it going. So if you're an indie artist or you're a seasoned artist out there and you've been doing it and you think what you're doing, you know, using DistroKid and all those uh, self, what we call a self-promotion uh, things that you're using and you looking for a result, I think that if you come and get with us, we can show you result. Because what we do, we don't just talk you to death. We actually show you what we're doing so you can get an understanding of what we're doing. Because my goal as uh, a cat trying to teach these young artists is not just to sign them on the distribution, not just to put them on the radio, um, not just to do what the average person does, but my goal is to teach them what's going on so now you can understand it for yourself and you can do things for yourself because my end up goal is to only have to put artists in distribution i didn't gave you enough game where you're going to be able to go out on your own and for those who don't know me and slay stone we are actually setting up the class where you're going to be able to go to just go online and you know take the class and it's going to show you everything and what this class is going to be it's not going to be the average class like everyone else has. Uh, Everyone else that's doing classes, they're just showing you how to fill out the paperwork. We're going to actually go into detail. See, my thing is, what's the use of teaching a person how to fill out paperwork when they don't understand what they're filling out? Well, my goal is to teach you uh, publishing, distribution, the terms, the conditions, the things that they don't let you know. And not only that, teach you the beginning of hip hop or if you're an R&B artist, teach you the beginning of R&B and where, D, where the turntables and DJing came from. So I think that if artists don't know their history, then they have a limited outcome in their future because we all know everybody is somebody they studied their history. So only thing I can do is encourage you artists to study your history, to find out where all this stuff came from, understand where rap came from. I think for a lot of artists out now if they understood where rap came from, I think they would have a better def- definition of the culture of hip hop and it wouldn't be the type of music that we're listening to. Because I think the type of music that we listen to, I think because we listen to that is because the kids that are making the music now, they don't have a direction of where it came from. They're only going off what's happening now. I just think with history, you learn where it came from. You learn the true meaning of what this is. You know, this is wrapped for expression. It's really not a money thing. You know, you know, the man turned it into commercialized and made it a money thing. But if you go back and look at the culture and, you know, bring up the elements of what it all stands for. It's about expression. Everything in the culture of hip hop is about expression, but they took rap out of the culture of where it came from and put it by itself. And that's where we are now. So what I'm trying to do is get up with collective people with likewise thinking like myself to start to build the change of what's going on and i have people on board like i said i have yz on board i have brother j on board i have a lot of the uh, seasoned veterans that's believing in this and they're going to be coming on with the class that me and slater going to be doing and they're going to be saying their piece and telling you about what happened to them in the industry because i don't care what nobody tells you everyone from the old school industry that had a deal they all got screwed. Everybody. Because a majority of those artists back then, they didn't own their publishing or their music. So they're still getting screwed to this day. That's why you have artists you know, going at it with these people to get their publishing back. I think De La Soul just got their publishing back. And they got mad albums on Spotify. People, if you don't control your publishing, you're not getting none of that money. And it's money being made I think you know a lot of you artists, you're slipping because you're just looking at the digital side of the money. That's only one side of the record. You know how many parts of a record that you have. You got the publishing, you got the mechanical, you got the royalty, you got the performance. Look how many parts that is of the record that you're supposed to get off every record, every time that you perform. Even if you go to perform at an open mic, you got to pay. To, to get the performing the open mic right but guess what you can get your money back if you're properly signed up with your pro and if you don't know what they're on performing rights organization if you sign in a pro if you don't know what a pro is i'm gonna tell you a pro is ascap a pro is bmi and a pro is csac those are the main three that you need to be signed with you need to be signed with the one because you can't be signed with all but you need to get the one that better fits you. I suggest any artist listening right now to go look up what I just told you and find out which one better fits you. BMI might fit you better, ASCAP might fit you better, CSAC might fit you better. Pick one, sign up to it. Okay? That's gonna start. I suggest any artist that's starting, you make the song, that's the next step that you do. Get your business in order. Because it's going to come fast. And when it comes fast, you want to be prepared. I know a lot of artists out there, they relied on other people to do stuff for them. What I say, don't rely on anyone. Rely on yourself and your own recognition. Because I know artists that got people to do stuff for them. Now, these people did stuff, they filled it out, but they filled it out where everything come back to them. So now the artist got to go through fighting to get, everything back because you signed it so it's almost like um what do you want to call it it's almost like theft identity but the person didn't steal it you gave them permission to because you were too lazy to do it yourself that's that's some of the best advice you know i can give you artists to help yourself from the beginning just go from the beginning man Just think about it, man. When you when you because most of y'all like to make the record first, okay. Once you go make the record, okay. From that point, this is what you need to do. I'm gonna give you a step-by-step play. And if you do it this way, you can't mess up. Okay. When you go to make the record with the, the engineer, producer, whoever you're gonna make it with, you wanna go in there with a split sheet. Okay? You go in there with a split sheet. The split sheet is gonna tell you. The terms and conditions of with you and the producer, all the percentage and the points, it's all on that sheet. Reason why I say you need to get this done then, because if you take that record and go out without having that agreement or something in writing from that producer or engineer, they can change the terms and conditions at will. You can go out here and start working the record and the record starting to get girth, and you think you're finna get something. No they can go in and say, okay, well, I need 80% of that. It's nothing you can do. Nothing you can do. I can tell you about big people that who fell in the same predicament, not knowing the business. That's why I say, you know, you, you get that split sheet, the next thing you want to do is get an ASCAP, a BMI, or a CSA. That's the next thing you need to do. Because guess what? By having those and you reporting everything to them, they're going to get that money for you because that's how they get paid. They're going to get that money because you got to pay them their annual fees. So that's their job. So you come out better getting them to collect all your money versus you trying to collect your money. you trying to run down Spotify and, and, and Apple and all that. Man, it's going to be a headache versus they know what to do. They can go in there and say, you know, they got the rights to get this. Ain't nothing they can do. They can send it all over to you in one check. So it might be something you want to think about. Because I know a lot of you artists, you know, you try to go deal with Spotify, you know, direct, um, if I'm not mistaken. I think Sony has their own uh, thing now. It's just like Spotify. The only difference is you can cash out on it. It lets you see the money that you're making. You can cash out right there. And if your record is doing well, you can even get an advance. On your record, that's selling. Yeah, Sony them figured it out. They they do a real big thing, but you have to be on the level to get that. That's not for any artist. I want you to know that's not for any artist. They make it sound like it is, but the certainties and numbers that you have to have, because we be in meetings and that's what they be talking about in the meeting. So it's just you know info for you guys to use at your discretion to be successful. And for all you guys that you know, it's not enough information on here. You can uh, reach out to me, like I said, 252 228 9007. Like I said, me and my brother right here beside me, um, Mr. Slay Stone, uh, brother, I got a lot of respect for. We're going to be putting up this class real soon, right now. I suggest um, everybody sign up. You know, we're um, going to be two classes. It's going to be the one where you can sign up and you can go see anytime in a convenience of your own home. And we're also going to take what we call an uh, the performance workshop on the road where we're gonna be coming to different cities. It's gonna be a whole workshop for the day. It's probably gonna start about 12, 1, depending on the time in the city and all that. We get that worked out. I'm gonna bring you, know, you guys in. We're probably gonna be doing about 40 students each thing. Sign up. Um I have the teachers in there, it's gonna teach you step by step. Um you call it thing. You put it on the board where you do the 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 whole thing on the board, everything. We just did one in Chicago's real successful. Um, we got more students signing up. We're trying to get our next city. I know we're getting ready to set up one North Carolina. We're gonna set up one in Atlanta and we're gonna set up one in Florida. I know those are three next cities. If you have a city that you think that we should come to, um, don't be afraid, like I said, to hit me up on the 252-228-9007
0: and we can, um. Get that done as soon indeed. as possible. Indeed, indeed. Well, I appreciate all them jewels you gave us, man. Uh, I just really wanted you to get that out, and I'm glad you did. Uh, sharing that with everybody. What makes you unique from other DJs? What makes uh, Mixed Mafia DJs different from other coalitions that are out there? Why should some? What makes you unique?
1: Um, I guess what at, from being in a lot of coalitions. Most coalitions are just about numbers. It's about how many DJs that they say they got in their coalition. So when they uh, sell you on their packages, you're basically buying the packages because, per se, a coalition has uh, 2,000 or more DJs. So when you buy whatever you buy from them, the, what they're selling you is, okay, we got 2,000 DJs, so we got 2,000 some DJs that's going to be pushing your record. Now, how true that is, I don't know. I'm not gonna say it happens, I'm not gonna say it don't happen, because I'm not here to bad mouth anybody. Everybody has to eat, everybody make their money differently. But I think what makes mixed mafia different, we don't go on numbers. And you gotta be hand selected. There's not none you can just come and sign up on, and it's like that. It's not like that. You have to be hand selected. It's a method that you have to go through. Another thing about mixed mafia DJs versus all of the coalitions. Everybody that's a mixed mafia DJ, they not only are DJ, they also have something else going on that they bring to the table. Each DJ on our team does something for the team besides DJ. For example, Slate is a mixed mafia DJ. Slate is, I call him, the indie advocate. Slate gets all the indie artists he helps think of the packages that we're going to do for the indie artists. Like we're going to start doing, me and Slate are going to start doing um, indie compilations, promoting the indie artists. And that's something that me and him do. So everybody on the team got a different job that they do. So I think that's what makes us different. We don't concentrate on the numbers. We just concentrate on hard work. I think when it comes to work, I think no coalition outworks us. They might have more numbers, but I don't think they outwork us. That's just, you know, my personal opinion. Anybody that begs to differ, hey, everything is up for debate. Like MC Shan said, anytime you put it out there, you put yourself in in a position to get debated against. So I'm ready for
0: that. Indeed, my brother. What value do uh, you bring? What value does DJ Caddx bring to the industry and to those who work with you?
1: Um, First of all, I try to uplift my team, you know, and treat everybody not as human beings because I think that's a lame term. But I look at all my brothers, everybody that's either in Mixed Mafia DJs or the music doctors or anything else that's um, associated with the Mixed Mafia family or the Mixed Mafia network, as we call it. I try to keep i try to treat them like family i try to uh, create money-making opportunities for everyone everything that i come across i bring it back you know to my brothers where they have money-making opportunities the same opportunities that i get personally for me i don't keep them to myself i get them to my brothers everything everybody on mixed mafia if it's anything that's being sold the person that sold it, they get money. That's what I do. If you come, you sell a radio package, you get money. Anything that you do, you get money. This compilation I'm talking about, the Miss Slate doing it's money involved. I believe in everybody should get something to eat. I don't believe in pimping nobody out on no percentages. I don't, I don't like that. You know, you you sell a two thousand dollar package and you only get ten percent. I, I don't know. That, that, you know, that worries me. To me, that I call it those, those people pimping those people out. And I've been with those coalitions and, you know, what they did. And that's what, you know, made this whole thing start where it was. Like I said, the Mixed Mafia DJ started from the strip, strip club, but now it's evolved now. Like, we're in the midst of getting ready to throw a big Mixed Mafia conference. We're just debating, do we want to do the regular conference like everybody else, or do we want to take it on the boat? But we're about to do something real big. I'm going to get the Mixed Mafia DJs, um, the music doctors, because they're all up under the umbrella. And we're going to put something real big together for you guys. I've been, you know, collecting everything. I've been collecting everything and not using up, you know, none of my uh, resources. So when it's time to use something, we're going to be ready. We definitely are about ready now
0: indeed indeed my brother so what solutions do you solve what problems do you solve in your lane as far as with djs or the music industry what solutions does celebrity dj cat x and the mixed mafia network bring
1: well i got a simple uh solution i use on everything that have been trying to work for me for years it's called pyp it's called play your position I try to give everybody in my organization or in my network a position. And as long as they're in their position, I can guarantee them that their toes won't get stepped on and nobody else is going to run in their lane. And I think that's the key to success. Everybody needs their own lane. Once you get your own lane on what you're doing, hey, it shouldn't be, you know, no problem because this is your lane. We respect you. You know what you do shouldn't be nobody's nobody lane that's why everybody has a position and they do what they do you know what i'm saying like you you the independent advocate so you know we rely on you with the independent artists i mean i hear a lot of them too they got their opinions but i value your opinion more because i most of the artists that you send me the music is actually good because when you hear a lot of indie artists a lot of times you don't expect it to be good. You expect it to be what it is now, and a lot of times, just because of what it is now, it don't necessarily mean that it's good. It just it's what it is now. But majority of the music that you pick out, it's not what's going on now. It's real music, and it has a substance. It has a meaning behind it. So I know you're looking into it more than just what's hitting now. So a lot of people, they just hit what's going on. It's that be oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Nah, nah. We we looking for something that's that has a meaning and a hold to it. And that's what you bring. Just like, you know, Ryan. Ryan, um, he's the 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 uh, voiceover. Anything that got to do with voiceover and putting a commercial together and thing, that's what Ryan does for the crew. Ridge, you know, he makes the shirts, you know what I'm saying? And we got other DJs that's in there DJing, but then they're trying to find their own lane. They constantly, you know, trying to find stuff that make them the asset instead of just being a DJ. I tell anybody, anybody can be a DJ, but I try to teach my DJs, you know, how to be brands. I'm trying to teach everybody in the um, uh, 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 music doctors how to be a brand, you know what I'm saying? To be something better. You know, my goal is to make everybody be able to stand up because if if I'm just standing up by myself and I'm standing up, it's just me by myself. It's only going to be stronger when it's a whole bunch of us standing up and we're all equal we all got money if we all got money the person that's leading don't have to fall that far if he fall off because anybody's subject to fall off anybody none of us is god so we know there's going to be up time they're going to be downtime. so when the downtime comes, if all my people got something i don't fall as far so it's not that hard for me to get up they can catch me see what i'm saying but if, you know, they don't have nothing, I was the one leading, then boom, I get taken out. It's like in war. If, you know, you have to have the second in command and you have to have that down. So it keeps going. It keeps going. And that's what you want to build. That's why, you know, I'm just a stickler on PYP.
0: That's no my doubt. model. No doubt. How do you give back to the community?
1: Um, I always do, you know, things for the community. I do a lot of stuff for the community. I do a lot of stuff mainly for kids i do a lot of you know stuff for kids we do events for kids matter of fact um uh september the 11th we're doing a big uh increase increase to peace cookout we're going to be giving away um food all this stuff we got some sponsors come in we're going to be giving away stuff Artists going to be performing we're going to have speakers you know it's going to be different you know like i said bns going to be about in peace crease and peace to uh, increase, and peace, increase to peace. Since it's going to be about that. That's what it's going to be about. We're going to be talking to the kids about the guns. I'm trying to get up with the police department, see if we can do, you know, a gun turn in, you know, subtle alternatives to help the kids out. Because I'm telling everybody, it's not about people like me, because I tell people all the time, I'm on the outro. And we ask what the outro is, I'm up there. So I'm on the outro. So the only thing I'm doing is preparing to leave this earth. That's what I'm preparing for. So in that, I have to teach the youth. See, to have knowledge is responsibility. And your responsibility is to teach the youth. Everything grows from the youth. And that's the only way we're gonna get change. You an old person like me can't change. Because I'm only going to reach so many. The youth is what reach. What makes the nation of Islam so strong is the fruit of Islam. We take away the fruit. Come on. That's how the tree keep growing. I don't know. Indeed. Indeed. Some people just don't get these things, but that's where it's at, man. It's all about the youth. Slate. It's, just, you know, it's helping these kids. Like these classes that I'm gearing. I mean, don't get me wrong. If I get some older people in there, I'm going to teach them. But my intent is to get the kids. Like for the city in Charlotte, I did a um, class for them. It was basically uh, for the troubled kids. And what the city did, the city gave me like 80 grand. They said, we're going to give you 80 grand, and we're going to give you all the parks and recs. So you got to be able to pay your staff for the summer, and you got to be able to put it up in parks and rec, and we'll get you the students cool so i took on 10 parks and wrecks i had to teach four days a week yeah four days a week had to teach four days a week for the summer okay i had all the parks and wrecks but now being that i'm the head instructor i gotta go to all these places to make sure everything is working so i had to get uh was that sam ash donate me the equipment to go in all these places. So we got all that worked out. So I, it was a, it was a lot of work, but I enjoyed the work with those kids. Um, at the end of the thing, Red Bull came in and we threw this big event and the best kids won awards and won trophies and everything. Now the enjoyment that I got out of that, three of those students from that school are the top people here in Charlotte, Mario the Mike Man, he was one of my students, one of the baddest DJs here, radio club. I don't care, he go on tour with the baby and all these big guys. That's how I teach him. DJ Ace, they call him the youngest in charge. He's a radio DJ here. Burn you down on the radio. He's the man. I got another cat. He called himself Simon the Producer. He's a producer now. They he go on tours just doing production. That's how I bad of, and I got a female. Whew, she nasty. I call her the Blend Queen. She she's nasty on some blends. She could hang with anybody. I've heard blending. She's nasty. Now all these kids were trouble kids at home. They were going in and out of jail. I changed their lives. Their parents still call me at least once or twice a month.
0: Thank you. That's tight. That's
1: what that's what I do. I mean, I was doing that, you know, with no limit. I would throw things, you know, for the kids and get them out. You know, I took a lot of kids that used to sell dope, and I showed them a better way. I showed them how to do promotion. A lot of these kids, they're big time here, far as that. You know, they went from selling dope to now they do promotion. They all make a promotion or they throwing these shows. It's like all the kids I taught, the funny part is, like, when I look around here now, like I said, I've been in Atlanta for the last 15 years. So when I come back home, when I look at everybody that's doing it, it's funny because everybody that's doing it are all the people I talk all the people that's doing the shows, all these people are up under me. They will all come and get, you know, little bits. I'm like, man, you need to take that dough money and take that money, man, and do a show. So, what you mean? Hey, you don't need nothing but six grand to do a show. I show them you know how to do it, and they took it serious. Boom, boom, boom. They don't want to all the big shows now. They don't want to the Rick Rosses and the Cheezies and the, the Drakes and the T.I. They're doing all these big shows. Man.
0: That's dope. That's dope. So uh, I appreciate you for tapping in. I got a couple more questions. We're going to wrap it up. Okay. How important is networking to you and your business and your brand?
1: Um, Right now, uh, I tell people, when you seen Taco Bell merge with Kentucky Fried Chicken, that was a sign. You're talking about two independent powerhouses that had to merge together. So with that being said, I think network is key. Like I said, the name of the company I changed from Mixed Mafia Radio to the Mixed Mafia Network because that's what we're about. We're about networking with as many like-minded individuals up under the umbrella, and right now, we are crazy. We got Phenom Radio. We got, we got WhoMag. Um, we got the Sony Orchard, man. We we got, man, there's so many. I, until I had that sheet in front of me with that flyer with everybody on it, I can't even read them off like that. But it's just a building, con, you know, it's just a building conquest of getting with all these people. Because remember, a finger, ha, a fist has way more power than a finger. So the same thing, you know, comes with networking. The more people you got on your team. But people, uh, when you're picking people to network with, just make sure that the person already has something going on, period. Because if they don't have anything going on, then you're going to find yourself doing a majority of the work. And people just have a habit of sitting back and not putting in their fair share. That's one thing I do with everybody in our network. They're doing their fair share. Uh, ACW, they're doing their fair share. I mean, um, Phenom Radio, they're doing their share. I mean, the 1000 Network, they're doing their share. Everybody that's in our network right now, I feel good and confident. They're doing what they're supposed to do, you know, and then some in their own right. And then when it's time for us to get to come together as a whole, we can do that. We're going to start having um big meetings with everybody on because I want – because everybody in the network, we haven't had a conference call yet. So I think we will overdue with a conference call so everybody can meet everybody and have a general conversation. So everybody can see everybody's individual goals. And then we can put them all together for that one common goal.
0: Indeed. Indeed. Uh, two more questions, my brother. Uh, how does your brand or business impact the industry or people around you? What impact uh, value do you have or do you feel you have or you've got confirmations on from people? As far as the impact you bring.
1: Well, for example, I'll start with Who Mag. Um, I do all the radio for Who Mag. So by me doing all the radio for Who Mag, I'm in control of that. And Rob tells me, you know, weekly as far as the impact, you know, that I bring. And we got an artist right now um, that is looking at a seven figure deal, basically off of the radio that we bring, because we put, you know, the artists in a different light. So we we bring immediate impact, and then, you know, promotion. You know, we got a strong promotion. Our promotion is more ground root, but we still have an impact, because we understand the algorithms with everybody in the network that we know we deal with. Everybody supports everyone. So, it's, like I say, when you come in the network, it's not just about mixed mafia it's about everybody in the network they're supporting each other one way or another so you know radio wise i know we have a great impact you know promotion wise i know we have a great impact because i know you know when the phone rings what people are asking for and that's why i want to have this uh big conference call with everybody uh in the network so now we can all have a common goal and i think once we all are looking at a common goal, plus our individual goals, I think that's going to be big numbers.
0: Yes, sir. And my final question for this interview is, can you tell the people, uh, in your own words, how Phenom Radio, the 1000 Network, Slate Stone, our network distribution process, has brought value to celebrity DJ Cadex, or has brought value to the Mixed Mafia Network? All
1: right. Let me start with Slate Stone and then I'll bring Fanon Radio here. Okay, with Slate Stone, me and Slate, for those who don't know, we already had a bond. When I say we had a bond, I was pushing Slate and didn't even know who Slate was. One of the first mixtapes that I did, Slate was on it and he was the feature artist and I didn't know him from Adam, but that song was so dope. I made the damn song ringtone. And I was, that was my song. I played that song. I played that song well out of his term. I played that song, I know, for three, four years. And it was on the mixtape, and I was just playing the song. So then, you know, God puts things together now. I don't know if he sent me the song or somebody sent me the song. But when I heard the song, I put it on the mixtape, Okay. After I put it on the mixtape, later on, me and Slate meet. And then, you know, after talking, we just found out, you know, you know, we like-minded. So it just got better. So the value that Slate brings, like I said, he's my indie advocate. You know, I would put take his word over anybody on an indie artist. And the reason why I say that, Slate just don't pick rappers. He picks music. So there's a difference in somebody that picks rappers and somebody that picks music. It's like my hat say, I am music, not rappers. So it's a whole difference. You know, uh, the way his promotion, everything is solid. Everything is done is solid. You know, I think that Slate Stone has broke a lot of people. And I think he don't get his just due. And I think we need to start giving people their flowers while they're here. Because I don't even like calling people like Slate Stone the little man. I think that's an unjust term. Um, I'm going to say the man on the come up. I like that better. Uh, i want going to say the man on the come up. I just don't think that he gets his just due. It's like I told him, I'm getting the brother a plaque just because of what he does, because I know, you know, what he does for me, my organization, and then I'm looking at what he do daily as a whole. Now, as far as Phenom Radio, and I deal with a lot of radio stations. I want you people to know that I deal with a whole bunch of radio stations. I think there's not a better indie format than Phenom Radio, and the reason why I say that A lot of stations just put your uh, music on and it just goes on and it's a turn. Let's say 30 days, 60 days, 90 days. Slate and Phenom don't do that. Basically, once your song go on, it's basically on. And to me, I don't know nobody showing love like that. Because first of all, he don't play no crap. So... He's able to keep a song on years, you know. Even the DJs, you know, they're on years. It's not like, you know, he changed. You know, a lot of stations got to keep changing, keep changing, because you're going on with the time. Slate is in his own lane, you know. Phenom, they're in their own lane. So with that being said, you know, it just makes everything fly, and it's effective. I couldn't even give him all these praise if it wasn't effective. It gets, you know, results. So. If you were ever questioning about if you should hire Phenom or Slate Stone for a project, whether it be a single, album, promotion, record, anything, you shouldn't have to second guess yourself. It should be the obvious choice. Because once you get in with him, he's going to get you in with everybody else, with everything that you need. Because he knows he has a network to deal with. He's going to do his part. Remember I told y'all... uh pyp play your position same rules he knows what he can do once he gets out of his hand he's gonna take it to the next person network and on down the line and we say people the network is heavy we got everything man we got fashion we got we got food everything it's nothing that we don't have in the network that's why we got the uh 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 group me group global media network app yeah That's why we got that app with all the stations, man. Y'all go get that down on Google. We're trying to get it up on Apple right now. Y'all definitely make sure that you go check out the app, man. We got a special deal for your artists. You can go to one place and hear your songs played on all these stations, and we're about to add six more stations, man. So get in
0: where you fit in, because pretty soon there ain't going to be no room. Indeed. Well, salute to you. Respect, Cadex, Much love uh, for all that you've done, Uh, not only for Slate, But for Phenom, the 1000 network, from the conference calls to the building together throughout the years we've been working together, uh, it's definitely appreciated. Uh, It's priceless. There's not a money ticket number I could put on the value you have brought to uh, me as an artist and our brand. And I thank you for that. Uh, May God continue to bless you and your advancements. Uh, Let people know how they can connect with you. And then we're going to sign off, man. We're going to uh, unplug this thing.
1: All right. Uh, basically, uh, best uh, uh, like I said, Instagram, Celebrity DJ Caddx. Matter of fact, everything is Celebrity DJ Cadex. Facebook, Instagram, uh, uh, Twitter. That's all one thing. You know, DM me. But if you're trying to give me direct, hit 252-228-9007. I'm going to slow it down for the people that's trying to write or trying to remember. 252 228 nine zero zero seven man i got a lot of events for you artists that's trying to be in these events telling you man i got something going on majorly every week call text we'll talk about it i'll make what i got going on fit your budget okay all the thing you got to do is tell me what type of budget you have and i'm gonna work with your budget and i'm gonna get you a bang for your buck
0: indeed salute to you my brother I appreciate it, 1,000, man. And, uh, again, we appreciate you at the plug room, man.
1: Hey, man, we appreciate you, um, Slate, man. I wish you all the positivity in the world, man, and I hope God keep blessing you and helping you do uh, successful things.
0: No doubt, my brother. Salute. Peace. Peace. Once again, we have tapped out of the plug room. Visit us at theplugroom.com. If you're interested in joining uh, the plug room, being on the plug room, tapping in with us, sharing your thoughts, ideas, criticisms, whatever it is, text plug room to five five nine seven nine one eight four six eight. 791 8468 theplugroom.com. Also, make sure you're tapping in with the ABS, the BWO, networkabs.com, and see what it is we can do for you. Plug your business, plug your brand. Peace.